say a service industry like what we are man I can't imagine getting my dad in a crawl space and cleaning up crap you know <laughs> but and I'm, I mean literal crap because that happens really yeah pipes burst things like that oh so literal crap sometimes I'm not just that's crap. disgusting yeah but the thing is so I know he would I just know man it's got to be desperate to get a guy like him back in there because he's not he's not hey I don't want to touch crap yeah like, I'll help I'll get hold up hold up let me get my mind let me get my mind right yeah let me get my mind let me get my mind right you know everything what's up everybody welcome to another episode of millennial minds in business where we sit and talk to young professionals and young entrepreneurs who are changing the landscape of business in today's world i am your host steven gabrielson with slg advising business consulting of the new age and i am honored to be sitting across the desk from a young man that i actually went to high school with his name is jake dennison and he is the owner and operator of Pro Force Restoration here in Boise, Idaho. He's kind of been all over the place, so without further ado, Jake, what's up, my man? How are you? I'm good. I'm cold. You're cold. We talked about I know. This. We got the heater blazing down here in the shadow of the lion. In the shadow. And if no one knows what I'm talking about, jump on my Instagram feed to see the lion, because it's intimidating. Yeah. It is intimidating. I don't even know if I want to be here. <laughs> you want to be here. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do want to be here. It took me like what, two weeks? Yeah. I've been trying here. to I've been trying to get you in here for a while. Well honestly it's dude, my family we're not like social media people. <laughs> so like when you say like, hey, let's get on a podcast, my first thought is, No, no, I wanna just like just fall back in the weeds. Yeah. And then just let everyone else do it like yeah. your previous guests. But stuff. I mean, as you know, as a business owner, you gotta push the envelope. You gotta get out there. You gotta, you gotta be the face. You have to be the face. You have to be the face. Right. So, we'll see how many uh, of my prospective clients will hear this because I'm gonna send this out like this is the biggest thing that's ever happened. You know? <laughs> Good. I hope you do. I'm, I'm all over CNN. I'm all over <laughs> Fox. You know. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. That's what's up. Yeah. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. All right, Jake. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you've been, where you're going, what you got going on, and where you see yourself in the future. All right. Well, born and bred, Boise, Idaho. Born down at St. Luke's. You know, so Saint, I, man. I'm an original. You are? I'm an original. Um, anyways, you know, we went Centennial together. Uh, I went to like three different colleges to finally decide that I'm not very good at college, so I decided to go a different route, and that was getting into the service industry. So did you did you graduate from college? No. Sorry, we got like a storm brewing outside, so if you hear any uh, crazy things over the mic, that's what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't graduate from college. I'm uh, I'm one of the one of those dropouts that I I honestly just thought, man, my life. I don't know if I can actually go to college, finish, get a degree, do it that way because I was not good at it. Like I loved there, I loved my business classes that I took, but I could not sit through philosophy, or oh, yeah. music, those generals yeah. that they make you take. And for some reason, like the generals probably would have been if I would have actually finished my degree, the generals would have been the hardest. Yeah. Of all of it, because 
like you go through high school and you're like, okay, I take all these like basic general courses and then you get to college and you're like doing general courses again. Yeah. It was really hard for me to make it over the hump, so I never did. So I just went into service industry. And, uh, you know, you hear you hear about it now. It's like you're starting to hear about people, like, talking about, man, skip school. Just go into the service industry. And I think there's a lot to it. It's just uh, just depends on who you are. Yeah. What kind of career you want. So. Well, let's, let's get into that a little bit more and a little later. Okay. But I definitely want to hit more on that topic later on in the episode. But um, take us through kind of where where you went after you decided to drop out from college. Uh, so uh, I was dating. Okay, so wait, I was uh, at Idaho State with my friend over there, and we both, at the end of the semester, were kind of putting off talking to each other again, and then finally we call each other and we're like, "Hey." We don't want to do this anymore. Idaho State sucks. Pocatello sucks. It's so we both, <laughs> Pocatello we both were, is like the hellhole of yeah, Idaho. It, yeah, what are, the armpit of Idaho. Yeah, that's usually what it's referred to. I was there for a summer during summer school, and it's it feels it was like, the most miserable three months of my life. It feels like the whole town is a cemetery. Like yeah, you feel like you're walking through a ghost town. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, and like not to mention that I was there during the summer, yeah. like the warmest months of the year. And I don't think there was a single day that I woke up that there wasn't like winds Wind. underneath, man, like thirty miles an hour. During and we were there during the winter semester, and so, man, I had a yoga class that was all the way across. <laughs> you yoga. would, yeah, you would, would take a yoga class. It was yoga with like I think it was like nine or ten other girls, and a woman instructor. Man, I got in there. Was your favorite and I, class? It was, man. <laughs> yoga actually, if you do it right in the morning gives you this insane like happiness and uh, uh, well you get this huge energy boost yeah because it's like you go through all this pain of like stretching <laughs> out and then and then you just get up and you're like I'm up because I had, went through all this pain of stretching all day or all morning so yeah it was pretty good yeah but um, yeah we got done with we got done with that and that's when I met my um, my wife now so I started working for her dad at Dairy Gold here in town and that's a dairy processing plant so putting milk into jugs and things like that and uh, it was just a good job it was like the first job that I was like man I'm making like tons of money and tons of money to me at that time was like if I made anything over 10 grand in a year I was making tons of money <laughs> so yeah so I was working for her her dad, which was super intimidating, because this guy is like, uh, he looks at you over his glasses. Oh boy! And he he's got this look that's like, I'm all business all the time, but he's he's like the nicest, greatest guy, like awesome. And he 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 taught me without like taking me at, like under his wing kind of thing, because it's uh-huh. kind of weird. It's like a nepotism thing I tried staying away from him so people wouldn't make fun of me for being his son-in-law and all that yeah but man I learned a lot of good lessons from just watching just watching what he did man he was so good at uh, just putting teams together and getting stuff done yeah like it was incredible I mean his systems and he always worked on systems and like 
if uh, Stephen, if you're here today, gone tomorrow, the next guy can step in because he knows your job. Yeah. And so it's like transitions were just flawless because everyone kind of knew how to do each other's jobs. And he just preached it. Really? Hit hard. So I learned a lot of good stuff from that. Even though I was there for like six years and, man, I just didn't want to fill milk jugs the rest of my life. Yeah. So kind of moved on from there. But, yeah, that was a good first job for me. First, like, career type of job. Yeah. But after that, I I went out to Virginia um, working for a, in the same industry, but doing uh, chemicals. So we'd sell and implement systems for chemical cleaning of uh, uh, dairy equipment and stuff like that. Okay. And like, man, I'd say the Northwest is immaculate. Their facilities, so if you're getting milk from anywhere in the Northwest, you're getting clean, good milk. If you go back to the East Coast, it is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. What are the differences? Like, uh, standards, for one, is like... uh, here, at least at Dairyville, man, you'd walk in and there was nothing on the floor. I mean, completely clean all the time. Uh, my manager was one of those guys that he would just flashlight and go all over the place looking for, you know, residue milk, anything like that. Yeah. If it was, man, we were cleaning all night long. Really? Me. So the standards here were just incredible. And so it's nice to see that because you actually see like, this is what we came from. So when I yeah. went over to Virginia, I, I was in shock. I was like, how are you guys in business? How have you not been shut down? Really? Yeah. It was bad. It was like, so what, it, like, walk us through okay. some so, scenarios. So everyone knows what curdled, nasty milk smells like. Oh, yeah. So imagine imagine finished product gets all the way down the line from, you know, uh, the tanks that it was brought to, to being manufactured, to... All right, it's getting ready to get loaded on a truck. So, so like to walk back. So it comes to the factory. Yeah. In a big semi tank. Yeah. Semi truck. Yeah. Right. Kind of looks like a gas truck. Okay. So like, yeah, you'd see like a gas tank truck going by. But that it's just might full be of milk. Full yeah, of probably, unprocessed milk, basically. Yeah, pretty much. So just straight from the cow into the truck. Yeah, straight from the cow okay. into the truck, and then they receive it. Goes into their. I mean, you know, a hundred foot towers full of, or silos, we call them. Yeah. And then, yeah, and it goes through the whole manufacturing process of getting, like, separated. And it's crazy. It's a, okay, it's ridiculous. It's a cool process, uh-huh. but only only people that are in it would think it's cool. You know, it's yeah. probably not that cool. No, it's super interesting. It's just that, like, to separate, to make the actual, like, homogenized milk 2%, 1% fat-free, you have to separate the milk and then add it back together with, like, the cream and then the fat-free milk to actually make the percentage. Really? Yeah. And uh, it's a it's a cool process. I mean, there's tons of science behind like uh, going through all that stuff. But anyways, the difference is you just see it as it's being uh, um, put into jugs. The facility around it, you'd walk up to one of it's called like a gallon filler. Uh huh. That gallon filler would smell like crap. It would oh. smell like, and I'd walk up there, and then I'd like take a look underneath. And you'd see like dangly milk that's no. probably sitting there forever. And I just, I look at it in shock and horror and be like waving my arms like shut everything down. But that's not how they did it. Really? They were totally okay with that because they would have like an inspection come in and they'd pass. 
And what's funny is they would pass with a better grade than what we did here at Dairy Gold, which was like, man, if they found that, you lose like a whole grade. It's like really? A to F, we'll call it. So you is it? A to F, or A to B, just off of one little thing like really? that. Really? Yep. So what are, what, that's nuts. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. It was gross, man. And, and my, my boss that hired me, he came from Dairy Gold too. And that guy is, he's one of those guys that you go, how do you fit everything into one day? He's traveling all across the country, yeah. left and right, seeing clients all the time, taking clients' calls. And we're looking at each other going, oh my gosh. But, <sighs> but he's one of those guys that has systems. Yeah, yeah. it's going to take time. It's going to take, you know. Yeah. It's one of those things that takes at least a year because you got to change a culture. Yeah. And people hate that. Oh, yeah. When you say, hey, wash your hands one extra time a day, man, they hate that. Yeah. Because they feel cool. it's a waste of the day. So. Dude, I'm glad I don't drink milk anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> the truth is, like, yeah, here here in town, I think the, the two biggest ones are Dairy Gold and Meadow Gold. Both, both of them. Clean. Both of them are clean. Like, okay. Yeah. Jeez. So don't buy East Coast milk. Yeah, seriously. What you're saying. Don't buy East Coast milk. Like That's I think yeah, it, it's it's something else. That's for sure. I even looked at it and I was like, I don't even know if I want to buy this now because I know what's going on. It's crazy. Yeah. So you were in Virginia for six years. Is that what you said? No, no, no. I was in Boise at Dairy Gold for six years. Okay. And then I went out to do uh, that chemical sales okay. job for, and I was only there for like nine months. Oh, really? Nine months. My brother calls me up and he's like, "Hey, I'm thinking about getting into this restoration stuff. Like, what do uh-huh. you think?" And I was like, "Well, I'm always available. Like, nothing's tying me down anymore. Like, I'm yeah. not gonna wait around for a good opportunity because I've always wanted to go into business yeah. for myself. I just never knew what it was. Yeah. So when he threw it at me, I was like, "Yeah, sure. Let's get more details on it. Mm-hmm. We got more details on it. Like, okay. Called my boss. Said, "Hey, I'm quitting." I'm out of here. So what was the time? Like, what was the timeline between like those October, two? It was like October. In October, I told my boss, hey, I got like a month left and then I'm out of here. Yeah. And uh, how, long you, was, how long have you been talking to your brother about starting Oh, he, I mean, it was seriously like two months. Oh, really? So yeah, you it, talked it, about it for a while. It was like, he, well, he brought it up in a conversation and I was like, yeah, sure. Like, let's find out more about it. And then it's like a month later. He calls me back. He's like, hey, let's seriously do this. So we seriously did it, and I quit my job. <laughs> and then it was a month later. It was uh, I got back for Thanksgiving, and I was starting, like, the next week, the whole process of learning it and everything. So, yeah. So, yeah, it was a quick transition. And the whole time, I've got my wife and two kids, and... We had just found out that my wife was pregnant with the third one because we had this all planned out. We're yeah. like, okay, you know, new new job. Yeah. Things are looking good. Third kid on the way, and we're moving back to Boise again. Yeah. So, man, we're like, yeah, Boise, Virginia, back to Boise. Holy cow. Yeah. And then eventually went to Texas. <laughs> so. Your poor wife, dude. Poor wife, poor kid. I mean, honestly, it was like, and the thing is, she didn't, she didn't like complain about it. In a way that you you think like, she, I mean, she had the right to complain, and yet she was like, "I'll just follow you wherever you go." 
I'm like, okay, that's, awesome. that's great. And it, my stress level was so far down from what it should have been, like, yeah. moving a family. But she's real good about it, and she's, like, been really good about it. Yeah. So when we went to Texas, man, we're moving away from everything we knew. We knew a friend of mine was down there, Parker. Oh, okay. And uh, he's in the same industry, so we, like, we moved like right down the street from them so that was like our only real connection at yeah. that point so we were on an island it was it was it was crazy because we were starting a new business yeah plus we had just my son was born in April and I left like two weeks later for Texas and then my wife came like you know a Come month later that. or something like Holy that so cow. just time was that's nuts. It was nuts. Yeah, my wife, she just killed it, though. I That's mean, nuts. Killed it. So it was, it was really cool. I mean, she's she's done really good the whole time. I mean, yeah. it's just like no complaints from her other than, hey, our kids are getting moved around. But yeah, yeah it's been good. So how long were you in Texas? Uh, we were in Texas for, I was in Texas for a year and a half. Year and a half. And we did, uh, we did, restoration company down there and it just didn't take like in the main looking back at it the main reason was the networking was so hard to get in and uh, we had this thing this little saying and, and I know Texans would say this too but there's this good old Texas boy network uh-huh. and you know it's not like they wouldn't let you into the network it's just that Hey, we're from Texas. Everything's bigger, better in Texas, uh-huh. and you're just an out of towner. So I, you know, I I'd say maybe that's part of it, but really, I just man, I talk to owners and all sorts of people about you know, hey, send me your business, I'll do this. And it just wasn't taking. Yeah. I couldn't figure out why. And I had a friend in uh, Dallas who he's got a successful company down there. And even he's going, man, it's hard to recruit. It's really hard to recruit yeah. and get new business in. So whatever it was, it's just we were maintaining. We, were, we weren't making money. We weren't losing money. We were just maintaining, paying yeah. the bills, everything like that. Yeah. So finally, my dad was just going, look, come back to Boise. I got a network of people. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go into business together. You get your family back in town. Yeah. And let's do this. And I was like, my first reaction was, you're always told in business there's that point where you go, all right, it's time to fold up shop. Or the guys that go, you know what, 20 years ago, I could have quit, but I'm glad I didn't. So I was fighting in my own head going, all right, is it time to quit? Yeah. Or is it time to just keep pushing on? Yeah. And uh, at first I told my dad, I was like, I'm good. I'm going to get this figured out. We're going to do it. And then it was like a month and a half later, I was going, all right, serious reflection. What am I doing? Yeah. And my dad's, we've lived in Boise our entire lives. My dad is a businessman and he has been for, got what, 30 years yeah. in Boise. So he knows a lot of people, you know? I yeah. mean, 30 years ago, dude, Boise was Boise probably was not, yeah. just nothing. Tiny. Yeah, I mean. It was tiny. Everybody knew everybody 30 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, the network he had was just insane so we were plugged in right when we got back so it was, it's been nice since we got back so how how close were you on that teetering point of folding up shop versus 
keep pushing. Well, if I, what I was, what I'm, my thought process was, if I fold up shop here, I'm going somewhere else to start up again. Okay. Like, I wasn't planning on quitting and going and getting another job because right now that would be like the worst possible scenario is getting right. a job. Right. It's, I think I think that comes with the whole mentality shift of starting your own business. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm right there with you. The thought of me going and working for somebody else as a job. It's like torture. Is absolute torture. Yeah. And it's it is the thing is it's like, <laughs> to me it feel it sounds like it'd be torture. To other people, they're going, yeah, you know, like stability, all that stuff. You get insurance. And there's a and there's goods. there's a point to that for sure. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, there is stability in it, but then there's and, also and, yeah. instability to it as yeah, well. It's, it's true. Because like Everybody's I've seen it happen in the places I've worked, the instability of Oh yeah. Yeah, you've got a job until we decide that it's not you're not gonna, gonna work, work out enough or whatever. Yeah. We gotta make cuts Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, everyone's got everyone's kind of got like a a different thing that drives them. Mine's just more of I got man, I got all sorts of family members that I'm looking at. I'm going business owner, business owner, investor, business. I'm just going yeah, yeah. Look at their lives, man. Yeah. Loving life right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been. I mean, running and yeah, opening up shop and starting your own business is definitely not for everyone. Yeah. And truthfully, is. You don't learn it until you're in the mix, but you need to do some like serious self-reflection before you do it to yeah. find out where your shortcomings are and what you're strong at. And I learned that whenever I was down in Texas, like yeah. I'm really bad at this, and that happens to be like bookkeeping, accounting, <laughs> all that stuff. I'm like, if truthfully, so my sister-in-law, she does bookkeeping, and you hear like, oh, your sister-in-law, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> she's gonna, you know, get you. Yeah. She came in, the moment she came in, my life just cruise control in that area, where all yeah. of a sudden, I'd call her, and I'd be like, hey, how's everything looking? And she'd tell me, this, 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 don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, <laughs> and I'm like, great. If you ever have a problem with what I'm doing, call me and tell me I'm an idiot and stop doing that. Because I'd rather hear that than like down the road go, yeah, well, I should have told you. And she was great. Yeah. Man, it just goes to the whole point of like hire the right people yeah. to take stress out of your life. Yeah. So For sure. Yeah. It that's, helped out a that's ton. That's funny. It was, it, was, it was good to have her. She yeah. helped out a lot. So, man... What happened when you first came to Boise? How was that transition from folding up shop in Texas and transitioning back to Boise, back to your hometown? And you've been here for God, six the, months? No, no, no. We, Less than that? We got here, was it in August? Oh, geez. So it's only been like three months. So I think it's first of September. Okay. Yeah, I think it's first of September that we got back. Okay. So transition's super fresh. Yeah. So how has business been here versus Texas? Well, the biggest difference, if you've ever been to Houston, Texas, you'll say the humidity is the biggest difference. Really? You would not believe it. Like, going to, playing like sports out there, 
I don't know how those guys do it. I don't know how half the team doesn't just drop dead <laughs> at practice. It is something else. Really? And it's still, it's like, what, 45 degrees, 50 degrees outside right now yeah. here in Boise? Yeah. There, I bet it's still like 90 degrees oh with like gosh. 65% humidity. They're probably hating life still in yeah. October. Oh, my gosh. That's the biggest difference. In air, I mean, right when we got right when we got back, you feel the difference when you got to like Utah. Yeah. The Utah climate changes, and then yeah, man, you get into Boise, it's just like smooth, dude. Yeah. Nice weather. It's dry, and then grass. Dude, the grass down there is crabgrass, or oh, it's really? so, it feels like crabgrass. Yeah. Like you can actually cut your feet, your bare feet. On the grass down there. Really? It's so people that are coming from BYU in droves because of the oil down there, uh-huh. companies just love BYU students. Yeah. So all of them, we all would laugh at church and stuff about no one knows what grass is. Like yeah. these are weeds down here. We have grass. <laughs> That's hilarious. Man, everywhere I was going, I was like taking my shoes off and just toes in the grass. Just feeling it. Yeah. Big difference. So That's it was, hilarious. It was it was fun. It was a fun transition for those kinds of things. Yeah. The other parts, move back with mom and dad. You need a transition. You know, yeah. where are we going to live? Well, this fell through. That was going to work. That yeah. fell through. Finally found a place. Now we moved into that. So it's like, man, you're mo- you move home. You put your stuff in a storage unit. You pick it up, move it again. It's like, dude, it's just, it's a wild ride. And the whole time my kids and my family are just like, trying to figure out hey where's the stability let's chill yeah. out a little bit so yeah yeah we're we're here to stay for sure but yeah going into the business side of it is the huge i mean and i i can't stress this enough the biggest difference is i got a legitimate businessman in my corner yeah at this point so my dad he just god i'm like hey dad we got to do this this and this he's like okay i'll call my lawyer, I'll call my accountant, I'll yeah. call my book, I'll call. I mean, he just has the whole thing set up. Yeah. So he just makes phone calls, and then all of a sudden, in a week's time, what would have taken me like a month, he's like, oh, yeah, this is done, that's done, this is done, that's done, that's done. Yeah. Okay, now where are you at? And I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let me catch up. Yeah. So, man, having, having that is like the most powerful thing right now that's yeah. working for us. Yes. Yeah. If if he doesn't know, he calls because he knows somebody. He knows someone that knows. And so it's it's been big using him in his network and stuff. So <clears throat> he's been really powerful for that. The other yeah. part is like now we got more connections here. For sure. More access to other uh, like other people I know. I mean, man, you walk around town, you run into someone, hey, what do you do? I do roofing. Yeah. All right, hey, well, you know, I could use you here and there. Okay, yeah. now you got a roofing guy. Yeah. Hey, asbestos and mold, that's a big thing in our industry. Yeah. I got a brother that does that. Okay. I got two brothers that do that. You know? Yeah. And so everything just kind of is falling into place. Yeah. So much easier. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's powerful. So how valuable would you say working with more business-minded people, especially in the in the industry where you're not necessarily involved on the business side, you're more of a hands-on restoration uh, service type business. How important would you think it is to partner with 
with people who are more on the business side of things? Well, it depends on your skill set. Yeah. For me, it's very important because, like a lot of you guys, you guys, I'm looking at the wall right now, looking at all your <laughs> University of Idaho, you know, uh, Boise State, all that stuff. You guys have that kind of training, whereas I have to learn it in a different way. Yeah. Through experience, which is usually you experience failure and then figure out what you already know, Stephen, that I could have probably just called you and be like, hey, I need help on this before I screw up. Yeah. So for a guy like me, having the right people that know how to do certain jobs is extremely important because, man, if I sat there and thought, no, nah, I can be an accountant, I can do my own bookkeeping, I, I'd ruin it. I mean, immediately, because that's just not how I work. That's not, yeah. that's not what I enjoy to do. So, and that's, I think that's the way my dad is too. He's like, I love running business, but I don't like to do certain tasks. Yeah. And so having him is a huge plus because I got a question, hey, call this guy. We'll answer for it. Yeah. Okay. Huge. That's cool. And it just depends on your skill set. Yeah. Know? Like maybe, not saying, but you, you know, you got all the school smarts. You know, you're academically inclined. <laughs> and maybe you need the guy that runs around and does the operations side. Yeah. So if you're starting a business, you got someone that's a little more hands-on with, let's say, a service industry like what we are. Man, I can't imagine getting my dad in a crawl space and cleaning up crap, you know? <laughs> but, and I'm, I mean literal crap, because that happens. Really? Yeah, pipes burst, things like that. Oh. So literal crap sometimes, I'm not just saying That's crap. disgusting. Yeah. But the thing is, so I know cool. he would, I just know, man, it's got to be desperate to get a guy like him back in there, because... He's not, he's not, hey, I don't want to touch crap. You yeah. Know, like, I'll help. I'll get get you there, but Jeez. I can do that. So, yeah, I'm I, I'm ready. I can get in crawl spaces. I can clean up the crap. That's not a problem for me, but, yeah, yeah he's not going to do that. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> All right, man. I want to go back to your college days. Okay. So, is there any advice that you would give someone who... It's kind of in the position that you were when you were in college, thinking about, do I finish college because that's what everyone's telling me to do, or do I take this opportunity and drop out and go do, go start my own business? What are some pieces of advice that you would give young people in, the, in that situation? At that age, honestly, if I could do it again, I wouldn't have gone to college at all until I knew what I wanted to do. Okay. Because... Like, you know, you hear of everyone, what is it, the statistics, like, you change your major, like, six times or yeah, something. Like, something ridiculous, crazy. you know? Yeah. Well, man, I went to school because you were supposed to go to school. And if I would have realized that, you know what, I don't have to go to school just to go, I wouldn't have gone. And then maybe I would have been like, okay, yeah, I do want to go into this industry. So I would say, if you don't know what you what you want to do, and let's say school isn't, like, exciting to you don't go in and just yeah I'll figure this out eventually yeah like it's hard to say take off time because we all know if you take off time oh, yeah. it's so hard to get back into school oh yeah so you just got to know who you are you got to think in, inside like who am I and what do I want to do like I should have realized a long time ago that you know yeah this sounds like fun I'd like to do this but I didn't really know yeah. And so that's why I failed, because I didn't have an end goal. I just was going to go. 
So my advice is, you know, figure out who you are early and don't let other people tell you, you need to go to school just because. Yeah. Go to school with a plan or don't go to school with a plan, but yeah. figure something out. Like, yeah. Make a plan. Yeah. It's funny because you, you like to hear, like in my situation, you like to hear about people that dropped out of college and became these billionaires and stuff. <laughs> but at the same time, I like to hear about the guys that went to college and they're just super smart and they applied what they learned in college and now they're billionaires. Like, yeah. It goes both ways. Yep. And so, yeah, it's just, you know, figure out who you are. And that's the problem is like you don't figure it out until you made hundreds of mistakes and then you go hey maybe I shouldn't have gone to college I mean, I'm not good at this you know yeah yeah that's crazy that's cool yeah yeah it's just it's cool because I got I mean almost all of my friends are in, yeah, okay let me go back my fantasy <laughs> football group oh geez we stuck together since high school all of us yeah. and fantasy football is king and we're always texting on a daily basis and you take it from like these guys. I mean, I got a couple guys that graduated, and you know, they're all. I would say all my friends in that group are successful. They've all got jobs. They got families. Things are like really looking good for them, like bright futures. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're talking like thirty-four on their AC, ACTs, and like smart guys. Some went to college, and some dropped out of college. Some graduated, some didn't. You know, like. And yet all of them are successful. So it's like you take it from my small little group, my little world of friends, and there is no clear-cut way to do it. So if someone says, man, if you don't go to school, you're going to be a nobody, it's like, well, that's not true. You know, like you got people all over the place that are proving that wrong. Yeah. You just got to know who you are. Like what are you into? What are you passionate about? That kind of stuff. So Yeah. Figuring it out early. Trying to, you got to. You try to figure it out, but man, if you're like 22 and you don't know what you're doing yet, don't force yourself into being a doctor if you don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, dude, Gary V. That guy is hilarious. He's a little funny guy. Like, yeah. He cracks me up because you hear him say stuff like, "Yeah, these parents came up to me and they're like, hey, my kid doesn't know what he wants to do. Well, how old's your kid? 21. Well, lay off. Yeah. Like, who cares? He's got so many years to yeah. figure out what he wants to do. Like, if he's like 30, 35, and he has no clue, yeah, you kind of have an issue. Yeah. But man, your 20s are like, screw up. Figure out what yeah. you want to do with the rest of your life. Yeah. Fail forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fail forward. I like that. You like that? I like that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't come up with that. I, I figured you didn't. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 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 Dude, that's huge, man. I, uh, yeah, it's, I failed, I feel like I failed a lot in the past, when did I start, six or seven months ago? Yeah. Um, just six in that seven. short period, but the thing is, dude, those little setbacks and those little failures, they're not huge failures, you know, I didn't, like, screw anything up big time, but those things are the things that I've learned the most from in this entire right. process of starting my own business. Yeah. I'm really trying to go through and figure it out. Um, I want to switch gears again on you. I want to talk about your married life. I want to get real deep and personal. Personal. Oh, yeah. So our generation does not really like to get married, or from what I've noticed. Yeah. Unless, until they get into like the late 20s, early 30s. 
Unless you're in Idaho or Utah. Unless you're in Idaho <laughs> or Utah, right? Yeah. So you got married relatively young. How old were you when you got married? Uh, a month over 21. A month over 21. And yeah. so your wife was? 20. 20. So she she technically couldn't be at the bar that was at our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's at a winery. Did she have to get like her hands like, X'd off like and all I, that stuff? I could walk in and leave her at the door if I wanted to. Yeah. Because she couldn't go in. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's so funny. So, what do you think? Are you glad you got married young? Would you, if you, if you could go back and had another opportunity to look at it, are you glad you got married young? What are some things you've learned from getting married young? I feel like you're trying to back me in a corner, and then like you're, you're trying to get me on that one. If I say what you're trying to say, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, if you could like go back and not yeah. get married and be a single guy and all yeah. that stuff, like, would you do it? Would I do it? No, yeah. I mean, no way. Yeah, dude, you got three daughters. You oh, know, yeah. there's no going you. back. We were on the exact same. There's page no going back, man. Like, I mean, think of erasing those kids out of your life. Oh, there's man. no way. Yeah. Plus, like, man, I feel like I trapped my wife into it, so I, I'm, I'm not gonna try to like <laughs> attempt that all over. <laughs> You know, you put up a good face for like what a year, and then you get married. And you're like, ah, I'm yeah. just gonna let myself go. You know? Yeah. No, man. Like, if I had to go back, the only thing that I could say, if if I was single, I may or may I don't think I would have figured out or found a drive to find a career at all. Because, like, when I got married, it just clicked in my head. Like, okay, things got a little more real. Yeah. And then found out my wife's pregnant is like, I mean, three months after we got married. So my first was on his way and I was like... Like bam, bam. Yeah. I mean, it was quick. So I'm sitting there going, okay, now it got real. Yeah. My life got real. All of a sudden it's not like, hey, I can work at Taco Bell anymore or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's like, man, I got to like get a career or find money to figure yeah. out how to do it. Yeah. So if you take that away, I don't know, man, I don't know what I would have been doing. I've probably been crashing with people left and right, like, hey, yeah. you know, I got nothing going on. I don't have anything yeah. tying me down. Yeah. So I'd probably be further behind, I feel. Really? Because I, yeah, that really focused me. Like, first of all, if you ask any of my friends, they would have bet I was the last one to get married. There's no way I would have been the first one. And then to have... Oh, I'm sorry. Austin got married like a month before me. So <laughs> so he, he beat me there. But uh, to have a kid and be married, none of my friends would have seen that happening at all. Yeah. So getting married and stuff, man, it just like centered all my focus on to, okay, what do I got to do to like have a family, yeah. have a career, be comfortable, things like that. So I don't know, man. Like, life hits people differently like some maybe someone's like yeah I'm just married it's not a big yeah. deal yeah but when I hit it it's like okay now I gotta try to I just try to get really good at what I did at Dairy Gold which in a small world you're like yeah it's just a just a little job it's not nothing bad but yeah I was really starting to focus like now I wanna be good at it cause I don't want you know, I don't wanna get fired I don't wanna yeah. suck and then have yeah. my kids with no yeah yeah so I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it over again because I know myself now, and I need that. I need. I needed that push. Yeah. 
I would have probably just gone to like another university for a semester and failed all my classes. <laughs> so, no, that's I won't, I won't have done it again. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of in that same boat with you. I got married young. Yeah. Wait, you, how were, young? you were younger than I was. Yeah, I, I was 21. I was 20, I think I was 23, and my wife was 22, I think. Oh, boy. So we were like a year or two Are you sure? behind you. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think. You can think for I might have been 22, and she might have been 21. I think something you're, in you're me is telling me she was 21. You better be sure. Dude, you're, you're stressing me out now. <laughs> <Well>, you're <laughs> doing a lot of things. So we were young. Yeah, we were in our early yeah. 20s. Okay. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um... And we had our first kid pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I agree, hands down, there's nothing else that focused me more than getting married and having kids. Yeah. Like, I I agree, at 28, I'm 28 right now, and I, I probably would still be floating around trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Probably wouldn't have finished college yet. You just don't know. Just, like, yeah. I, I don't think I would have had, I don't think I'd have anywhere near the same drive as I do now. Right. With, with life if I if I didn't get married young and I'm always I mean I'm not a huge fan for people going out and getting married in their teens because I think that's especially if you're marrying someone outside of the teens it's illegal and frowned upon but um, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think there's a lot of positivity to getting married young um, yeah. because you go through those those growth stages together um, you go through the struggles together oh you man. know yeah and nothing has brought my wife and I closer than going through those hard times yeah, and, and having someone to lean on for it, the most stressful parts of your life. Right. And that's so true, dude. I mean, think about, like, the maturity level, too. Yeah. You both start out, like, in your early 20s. I mean, that's the problem. Is like, you can look at it and be like, yeah, maybe you need to mature more and then get married. Yeah. But it's almost like Kim and I, we matured together. Yeah. And so as we matured together, everything else did, too. Yeah. So like family the way I mean now it's like man I, I know I know what pushes her over the edge and she knows what pushes me over the oh, edge. Oh yeah. I feel like I know what my wife's thinking before she knows what she's yeah. thinking. Like you get to a point now where man, we've been together for a long time and so you're just thinking we both are on the same page. We know what's going on. It's like you can't surprise each other anymore, which is really nice in that sense because you just have I know if I had to move again, she wouldn't like it. But I know she'd follow me. Yeah. And I know she'd be there to support me for it. Yeah. And I think over, man, yeah, when she's 20 years old, getting married, I think that you come a long way since being 20 and 21. Yeah. Because, man, that's still college years. It's crazy. You're thinking, like, yeah, now we're married. We'll still go have fun, go out with other singles and stuff. Yeah. Man, it changes so quick. It does. Especially when you have a kid. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, I'd say that was the biggest struggle is, is trying to find friends who are in our same boat at that age, yeah. being young and married and having a kid or two, yeah. finding people, even now, finding people that are within our same age range that are in our same situation. There's not many out not there. Not many. And especially for you and me, I, I mean, I, yeah. yeah, I think I'm the only one out of my group that, yeah, I got three kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I get another friend that does. But, yeah, it's like, man, I got friends that they just got married, you know, a few years ago. They still don't have kids, and their careers, they're great. Yeah. Great careers, and their kids are going to come into, you know, a stable life with, 
you know, money yep. and, you know, so you kind of look at it both ways. Yeah. Like you can put it off and that's fine. And people do great like that. Or if you get married young, you just have, I'd say you got some roadblocks to hurdle before. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just struggle. You struggle with that immaturity. You struggle with, man, I want to go out with my friends and yep. all this. But I also think like once you start making that conscious decision to choose your wife and your family, man, she like, she really, and it goes both ways, but it's like, yeah. they really, you really respect it more because you know they could be out partying or doing something like that, but yeah. they're not. They're yeah. with you. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of respect. That's cool, man. Yeah. Well, you're there too. You know what it's like. <laughs> Three daughters, man. Three, Three ladies, daughters. Dude. It's fun. It's a party. It is. It is fun. I honestly, the other night when I was asking you, like, how can you have three daughters? It's because my, my one daughter, I feel like I almost let her get away with everything. Oh, like, dude. I'm so nice, overly nice to her. Man, you just like sit there and go, how can you have three? I'd be, I'd be a pushover for all of them. Dude, girls seriously change your life. Yeah. Like, totally I used do. to be like emotionless. Like, my yeah. wife still now has... I don't think she's ever really seen me cry. Like, full cry, tears running down my face cry. But, like, I'm telling you, when we have our next kid, I'm gonna, I'm probably going to be a freaking mess. When my kid graduates kindergarten this year, I'm yeah. probably going to be crying my eyes out. Yeah. Just because it sensitized me so much. Yeah. And if I had, if I were to have sons, I don't know if that would have sensitized me as much. It's, so, I... You know... It's it, different, man. Yeah. It's so different. I don't... Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I don't even know what I would do. I think of boys as now I got someone to mow the lawn. Now I got someone to do, you know, I'm thinking of them like little, yep. uh, little worker bees for me. And then my daughters, I'm like, on, okay, honestly, the first thing I think is, man, I got to pay for a wedding. Oh, you right. know, that's the first thought is like, yeah. oh my gosh, I got to pay for a wedding. I got to pay for three. You've got to pay for three. Yeah. So you got to find a church building to get them married. In. Yeah. <laughs> nice and cheap, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you know. You know how it is. Have the ward. Oh yeah, ward do it for you. That's and everything hilarious. Goes. Yeah, and then have a potluck. There have you everyone bring stuff to the thing. wedding. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Getting married for cheap. One hundred and one, right there. I gotta yeah. write a blog. We gotta write a blog on that before that comes. Well, man, it's history now. That's true. It's we all written. It. It's right here. It's the spoken word. Yeah. So we're good. Just look back on we're it. Good. Eighteen years or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jake. Well, is there any last words that you have for us before we cut this thing off? Last words? Uh, not really. Not really. Yeah. You got to right, be a little dude. more specific. If you could more. do anything in the world and money didn't matter, what would you do and why? If money didn't matter. Man, I feel like I'd have a better answer. I didn't even think of this because you always ask this one. I haven't asked to everybody. Yeah, you, but you do. But ask, I do it every now and then. I remember thinking about. I had a. I had a good answer for it. But if money didn't matter, and I could just do exactly what I wanted to do, I'd be coaching high school football. Really? Yeah. I'd be coaching high school football. At any school, it doesn't matter if they're good or not. But man, I got a. I got a lot to pay for because of my high school. Uh, football coaches. Really? Well, actually, all all football coaches, all every coach I've ever I've ever had, and learn so much through sports, like teamwork and all yeah. that stuff. Like, be a great individual, and your team will come together and become a great team. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've got a lot of coaches that like you feel like after they've taught you what you you learn and everything, you should you know pay it forward. Because I mean, man, our high school they suck at football now. Oh, I <laughs> know they're not. They're good terrible. Dude, it's they're, such a bummer. They're terrible. And it's, yeah, like it bums you out because you're going, man. Like we had so many good years of football, and the yeah. culture of it was so fun. You just knew you're always pushing for a state championship, and now they're like. I don't even know what they're going for, but kids, man, like you just want them to, you want them to realize that like, man, it's a struggle today, but it pays off tomorrow. Yeah. And if they're all quitting before they get to it, you know, I don't know. There's just a lot, man. I got like, you know, coach B, man, he was, he was big, dude. Yeah. He gave me a lot of confidence because I was a receiver and he switched me to linebacker. That doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. You were a receiver starting, my so- dude. My my uh, freshman freshman year, you get in this crowd of like sixty other kids, and you're like, I guess I'm a receiver because I'm one of the smaller guys. Yeah. So you jump in with receivers, and then sophomore year they switched to JV, so now the the older kids were over the yeah. So now I'm a backup receiver, one catch, one touchdown. No kidding. That's all I had my sophomore year. Are you serious? One catch, one touchdown. That's that was it. Awesome. In between going from that to my junior year, my coach watched me play on the JV uh, passing league. Uh huh. He watched me and one other guy. Just we're like laying out all these little kids, and we weren't trying to. We were yeah. just rerouting them. Yeah. He grabbed me and said, "Hey, come play varsity." I, dude, me and Austin split. At linebacker, he'd go in one series. I'd go really? in the next, all season long. But from there, dude, like I, I gained a ton of confidence because I realized like they saw something in me, and then I progressed, and he just got better and better. And then yeah, you know, like so yeah, like coaches can do that for you. So you go back and you're like, man, I could do that for kids. Yeah, even if their team overall sucks, at least you can individually. Yeah. Push kids like, yeah. you know, not to mention that you always like took advantage of the little kids during tackling practice. Oh yeah, man. Like me, absolutely. Like if I saw you, I'd switch in the line just <laughs> to make myself look better. <laughs> no, yeah, right. Oh, that's dude. I remember there's one. There was one time, dude. We were doing tackling drills, and like high school, I was like a buck thirty. Yeah. And you were like you were stacked in high school. You still are. No, stacked in the. I just got rolls over. You were huge. Now. You were huge in high school. You still are huge. You're fit. I wouldn't say but. fit. Fit is definitely not the right word now. But. No, dude. I remember we were going at it. I was supposed to be tackling you. You had the ball, dude. You stiff armed me so hard. It was like I was. I came at you. You just like grabbed my helmet and put my face mask into the into the dirt. It was, I was. Why would hilarious. I have the ball? Why would I ever? have Because the ball? you know tackling drills. You line up. One guy has the ball, and yeah. the other ones are practicing tackling. Yeah. You know. You mean whenever we're all trying to give each other like yeah concussions and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, you run exactly. 20 yards away from each other straight into each other's heads. Yeah. Yeah, I remember yep. those days. Those days. Tunnel of love. So yeah, you got to give back for picking on little kids like me. No, that's not what I was doing. I was, <laughs> I was a nice guy. I was probably actually trying to trip over the top of you, but you did something so terrible that you yeah. couldn't even fake I it. Was, yeah, I was not the best tackler. Well, you got hurt too. That's a problem. You should have You would have played more if you wanted to Jacked up, was it your knee? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That uh, that stuff will sideline you. That sideline me. Yeah. 
But that ended my my good old high school football career. But now we're in freaking flag football together. Now, yeah, now we're the career is back on. Man. Now we're going for that intramural city league championship. Oh yeah, one of those old guys. We'll get there. Oh yeah, we're only two and two, I think, right? Yeah, we're two and two right now. That sucks. Well, we're we'll gonna win tonight. We'll get a W. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I can't even make it up up and down the field anymore. <laughs> dude, I'm always tapping my head asking for someone to come in. Yeah, like, right, always. dude. I'm going to start playing center now. There you go. I'll switch you out. <laughs> Fastest guy on our team is playing center. How does that make any sense? No, I don't know about that. But, yeah, dude. So where? how can people get a hold of you? Oh, that's the other thing. I'm not, like, all these other people you've had on here, they're all into social media and stuff. Man, I like to watch other people on social media. I don't do it. Yeah? I don't do it. Like, I I don't even say happy birthday to my wife on social media. It drives her nuts. But I'm always saying happy birthday, I love you, everything to her face. Yeah. Because it drives me crazy that I have to say happy birthday to her in person. And then also on Facebook. It's like, yeah, if you're, look, if you're looking to get in contact with me, call up my company. Yeah. Pro Force Restoration. What's the phone number? 208-999-1228. No scam calls. No scam calls. Now that everyone knows. That happened to me one time. So don't, really? Yeah, I gave it out on Facebook. I changed my number. <laughs> you wouldn't believe all the pics I got, man. Like, really? Not good. It's not good. Because oh, you don't man. know the numbers either. Yeah. I lost all my contacts, so I threw it on Facebook. Oh, jeez. All of these pics. I'm like, who is this? And I find out it's like high school buddies and stuff. I'm oh, jeez. Like, Big mistake. That's hilarious, dude. Big mistake. Do you have an email? I do. It's pro1force1 at gmail.com. Pro1force1 gmail.com. I'll put all this in the bio of the episode. Yeah, click the bio. Click the bio, baby. Yeah, click I, the link in my I've bio. I barely figured out what that actually Are you like serious? Two months ago. Oh, jeez. So like, click the link in bio. I was like, where the heck is the bio? <laughs> Seriously, just figured it out. So. Welcome to social media. Thank you. Have you downloaded Instagram yet? Um, actually, yes. It was like three, three or four months ago that I finally got back onto it after like years of not being on it. So you will see Pro Force Restoration on Instagram in the next two months, and that's my personal guarantee, not Jake's personal guarantee. Yeah, I'm not gonna guarantee that. But it's my guarantee that I will push Jake to get an Instagram account. And it'll sit for blank the entire time. Force restoration. Unless you're doing it for me, it'll sit <laughs> blank the entire time. No, it won't. You'll you'll love it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, Jake, hey, thanks for being here, buddy. It's fun having you. Yeah, I'm, I love the environment down here. Love how cold it was. Dude, I got a heater right in front of me. I'm still cold. Are you I'm really? still cold. I'm starting to break sweat a little bit. Jake, thanks, buddy. It's been real. Let me get my mind. Let me get my mind right. You know everything is alright. You know everything is alright.